discuss topics surrounding business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And I hope you had a chance to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were be open to new. And being open to new is new in every single aspect of your life. It's meeting new people, trying new things, taking on new perspectives, accepting new positions and roles in your life. And what I really learned this week with regards to this is that you really don't know what to expect and that's okay when you're trying something new and being open to being new. And for me as someone who is adverse to some level to pain and (laughs) I think most of us are. I'm the type of person who likes knowing in advance. Um, If something seems like it's going to be detrimental, I like to be aware of that in advance and prepare myself accordingly, which could mean never meeting that person, never going on that date, never taking that opportunity because in my mind, I can foresee it being negative. For a justified reason, I guess, because it's justified to me and my thought process, is it the reality? We'll never know because I usually don't try it. So (laughs) in this week of being open to new, I had to get to a place where I surrendered my expectations to the newness. And that was beautiful, but also difficult at the exact same time because the beauty of it was the fact that I didn't have to grip the wheel. I didn't want need to direct it. I didn't have any expectations, which took off a lot of pressure. I could meet someone new, go on a date, and if it turned into the love of my life, that would be wonderful. And if it just turned into a nice meal and good company, that's wonderful too. I could try something new or shoot a shot. <laughs> and if it turned into straight up rejection, that was fine. And if it turned into the opportunity of a lifetime, that was absolutely perfect too. And I think when you're really trying to progress and open up and really take advantage of the opportunities that are available for you, having little to no expectations when trying something new is a necessary evil. Maybe not evil, but eh, a necessary evil because when you're trying something new and all of those nerves come up, the only way to really quiet them down is to say that if this goes left, if this goes right, I'll be okay. It's a decision and I have the ability to make more and I expect nothing of it, but for me to do my part and you relinquish everything else to God, to faith, to life and to destiny. And it's a powerful thing when you do it. And in doing that, I felt very, free this week I'd say I'd say yeah free would be the word and it's put me in a position to kind of have more power even though I'm relinquishing control because I'm able to do all types of things and even though my default setting might be in a certain direction I'm able to be open to doing something that's not in my default setting and seeing how that pans out and it's been giving me the opportunity to try a lot of different things and even have the ability to see different perspectives now that I'm so open to them, right? Things that I would have never seen because in my rigidity of my comfort zone, I was just 
never going to even look at them or even look at them in that perspective, um, from that perspective. But now it's like the world just really opened up. So that's really exciting. And I hope that you guys were able to find places in your life where you were able to be open to the new and that that newness did offer you a new perspective or maybe solidified some positive perspectives that you already had in your life. This week, I'm going to be talking about self-awareness. Lately, I've been noticing the importance of knowing and loving yourself well. I think I speak a lot on self-love, either directly or indirectly, and how important it is to have that type of love for yourself in the way that we do for other people. But actually, I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe and um, his sermon on singleness and the importance of it. And it kind of just made everything click for me. It's about an hour and 45 minutes long. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, But it just really, it woke me up and it, it clicked for me in a way that I haven't really clicked in a long time. And today I'm just gonna mostly be focusing on the knowing of self-awareness so knowing of oneself the journey to self-knowledge and ultimately self-acceptance is paved with confusion and irrelevant opinions (laughs) and a lot of these irrelevant opinions are from people who we love or things that we've seen what media pushes towards us and the confusion comes from not really knowing where to lie you know in truly knowing and accepting yourself there will be a lot of dichotomy between what you thought was correct and what you're feeling and the gap in between those two will be where acceptance comes in and truly solidifying the knowledge that we have for ourselves because a, a lot of who we are and or who we think we are is based on what we've seen outside. So what we've seen in other relationships, what we've seen women or men to be stereotypically, what we've seen as a positive in somebody else and us trying to attribute that to ourselves as well, you know? And that confusion of realizing, is this who I am? Is this what I want for myself? Or is this what I've seen for so long that I've assumed and internalized it as what I should want for myself without ever really taking a step back to question? That is where the the trouble lies. And for me, and I'm sure for most of you here, there are some things where we st- we're able to stand firm in and other things where the foundation's a little shaky in ourselves. So we kind of lean on what we see outside or lean on what somebody tells us would be good for us. And we do that so comfortably and so naturally that we don't realize that we're not really standing firm in ourselves or what we believe. So knowing and accepting yourself happens through honesty and honest discovery and evaluation. And I feel like being honest with ourselves can be very difficult because in order to be that honest and to be able to discover and evaluate yourself, the first thing you'd have to do is to shuffle through the noise and actually get to the place of what is me and what isn't me. 
how do I know? You know, that's the question we're probably going to be asking ourselves a lot. And the question you'll be asking is, how do I know this is me? How do I know this is not just conditioning or this is not just seeing this for so long or being told this for so long? And to be honest, I'm not sure because there are some things that we have been told for so long and that's very valid. But at the same time, those things that we have been told for so long also happen to be the things that we believe. So it's not necessarily this is me, this is everybody else. There is that intertwining and the intersectionality of where what we truly believe is also what we've heard. And how do we decipher between that, you know? So there, that process of truly evaluating and discovering yourself is one that is so necessary. And I, I'd say it would be the hardest of all of the, I'm going to give you guys three, um, three parts of the journey that you'll be taking. But I think really being honest with yourself and saying, is this what I want? Or is this what I've been told by whomever or whatever entity that I should want for myself? How do I know that that's the case? And what do I now do with that information? This is something that it could be something that you've been told by other people and then you, you're honest with yourself and say, I truly agree with this. Why do I agree with it? Because A, B, and C. So it's something that I have learned, but it's one of those things that I've learned that I internalize because I want to become. And on the flip side, it could be, this is something that I've learned and I've always just kind of gone with the flow because it seems like the right thing to do. But when I truly evaluate and see what I am, who I am, what I represent and what I want, it, it goes against this. And that's a little bit difficult because this is the status quo. And now I feel like I'm rubbing against the grain of society, against the grain of culture, against the grain of what I, what other people would see me wanting for myself or what other people would hope. And that difficulty is there and that difficulty is okay. But what am I going to do now to really get to a place where I'm operating in my truth and my honesty. And the second way that it happens is through vulnerability because it takes a lot of vulnerability to get to that honest place with yourself to say, I do not like this. And I have been living my life in the truth of somebody else in, in the direction of somebody else. And it it let it, it brings you to a place of vulnerability because it's like i believe i have this power or you believe that you have this dominion over yourself but at the same time you start to realize how much the influences around you are really trickling in and how much they're really steering you in a direction that and the direction don't get me wrong might be a good direction but it might not be the most optimal for you and your destiny and what you need and want in life right so you need to be able to be open to feeling that vulnerability because it's going to come flooding in my friends. It's going to, it's going to come in so thick, so heavy, and you're going to be like, what? And there'll be a, a confusion and maybe even, uh, a difficulty in identif in your identity, because it's like, how, how did, I get so sucked in? How did I get so deep? How, how am I at this place where I realized that a lot of my life is not, has not been my own. And 
knowing and accepting yourself also will happen ultimately through self-love and self-love is how you will console yourself when the honesty and the evaluation brings on the vulnerability and you get to that place of loving yourself enough to be accepting of what you find. You know, when somebody just think about relationships with people and when they're super vulnerable with you and you can see that they feel very naked and exposed and that they're, they feel like they're a little out in the open right now and just really exposed. What we do for those people, if we have compassion, is that we bring them in closer. You know, when someone says something very vulnerable you, and they're feeling vulnerable, you show them love, you show them care, you, you confirm to them that it's okay, you appreciate them for being able to get to that level with you. And all of that, that love is what we need to show to ourselves because when you're discovering, it's going to get very difficult and you're going to need to be able to console yourself, give yourself grace, give yourself kindness, or what's going to happen is that you're going to start having that difficult and condemning self-talk, which is not as loving. And what that's going to do is it's going to stop you from continuing on the process because the moment that you feel like, what? I'm weak because I haven't even been able to make my own decisions and I've been living through the vision that my parents had set for me or whomever had set for me. You're going to be like, no, I I don't want to be weak. So if I feel like this is weakness, I'm going to avoid it within myself and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And we're just going to say it is what it is and move on with life, you know. But what that does is that it completely stops the process, a very necessary process, because a lot of the most necessary things in our life, they come with friction. They come with risk. They come with insecurity. They come with fear. I feel that all the greatest things in life are on the other side of some type of risk that we're probably too scared to take. But when we do take it, the risk comes along with a lot of reward, but also a lot of potential for pain, vulnerability, and all of those type of things. So we need to have, or you need to have that ability to be accepting of what you find. And that's why I believe love is the foundation because if you have love for yourself, when you do find that thing, that's a little, mm, you'll be able to just be at peace and also soothe yourself through the rest of the journey because you understand the importance of the journey and you love yourself enough to give yourself what you need to be able to push through that journey, which is a lot of kindness, patience, and grace. I think those are the three. So the importance of knowing and accepting yourself, I'll give you four important reasons which are not exhaustive and they also kind of all blend into each other. The first one is that it helps you develop deep roots in honesty. And roots are so important. We need to be rooted in something. If you're not rooted, any blow of the wind, any irrelevant opinion, any any person who comes into your life will take you off of your grounding because your grounding is just superficial. You seem like you're tough, but what? how deep does that go? Because the deeper the roots is the stronger the trunk and the stronger us as individuals are. And getting to know and accept yourself will help you develop those roots because it brings you a lot of awareness. You know what I mean? Because you know what you are, you are okay with it, and you've gotten to that place where 
nobody, even if somebody tells you something negative about it, whether it's valid or not, you're able to stand in what you're doing, you know? And one of those things I'm finding with myself and I found with a lot of people is that our roots are not as deep as we think they are in our self-acceptance and knowing of ourselves because ego has a way of always creeping in when it comes to something that could be partially vulnerable. So an example that I that usually comes to my mind is that I have a, a friend in my life and she is a very kind hearted person. When I tell you she's kind, she is so kind. And I feel based on our 10 plus years of a relationship that her, the kindness she feels for herself, she doesn't fully, it's not deeply rooted because when it comes to a situation of confrontation or a frustrating situation for her, she becomes this version of herself that, that she thinks she should be. So for an example would be, she was upset with another one of our friends and she was in the absence of that friend, she was swearing like, oh, I can't stand them, whatever, whatever, super angry and saying that she would, if she sees them, this is how she'd reply. But then when she actually sees that person and it's time for that energy or that confrontation, she doesn't have it in her. And she later on after the fact, she'll be like, oh, I was thinking of saying this, but I decided not to. And this is a pattern that I've seen throughout the span of our relationship. And when I look at that, it just lets me know that her kindness and what she truly is, is not something she's fully comfortable and acceptant of, because if it was, she wouldn't always feel the need to try and act in a certain way that ultimately she can't maintain because it's not who she is. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's society, I don't know what it is, she feels the need to act in a, in that aggressive way, but it can't be sustained long-term because it's not truly who she is, right? And I feel like a lot of us get into that where our true emotions and what we feel and our, I'd say our default personality is one that we might perceive as weak or not as strong or not what society would require of us. So and because of that feeling and that dissonance in who we really are and who we think we should be and the fact that we're not rooted and truly accepting in knowing who we are and being okay with it, our roots can never develop very deeply because every single time we're in a situation, what we are bound to do through our tendencies, we fight against it and try to do something else. But long-term, we can't be that person, you know? Like for me now, I know that I'm a very kind person and that I hate giving up on people. That's just my tendency. That's who I am. That's what I represent. And in situations where I get frustrated with someone and I'd be advised like, oh, just give up on that person. I don't know why you're still bothering or wasting your time with that. I, it takes me a lot for it takes a lot for me to remember that that's somebody else's opinions and I'm okay with being this kind person who doesn't give up on people easily and over time I might get to that place where I might be at my threshold whereas somebody else would think that I should have been at my threshold like three months ago but if I were to do it at that time where that person said the discipline or my tendencies would always make me flip-flop because I'd never really be satisfied with that. And it's okay to not be that person 
who other people think you should be or to operate and act in the way that other people think you should because you're so deeply rooted and self-aware that if you act in the way they do, it's not going to last. It's not going to have an effect and it's not going to sit well with you because that's not who you are. And if who you're not, um, if, yeah, if who you're not or if who you are is against what society wants you to be in that respect or if what gender roles want you to be, that's absolutely okay as well. The other importance of knowing and accepting yourself is that it allows you to make decisions with more certainty. You know, it because in knowing and accepting yourself and going through the process, you've been honest, you've evaluated yourself, you've been vulnerable, and you have self-love. So when you do make your decisions, there will be a level of certainty to it because you've done the work. You know who you are, you've processed, you're not you've filtered through the voices and you've decided which ones belong to you and which ones you want to adopt as your own. So when you decide to do something, even if there are people around you who are saying, no, that's not how you should do it. If I were you, if I were you, you know who you are enough. You you accept who you are enough to be certain and to move in the knowledge of who you are and in the understanding of who you are and in the in the love that you have for yourself and in knowing that this is what's best for me at the end of the day, people are going to tell you things that they believe are best for you. And that does come from a place of love and it comes from a place of their perceived knowledge of you. But at the end of the day, no one knows us as well as we do because we're the ones in our heads. There are many things that come out of our mouth, but what's going on in our head is the exact opposite. And nobody will know that except for us. Right? So it allows you to be able to make your decisions with certainty because you've done the work. So even, and because your roots are deep, right? Because your roots are deep and you've done the work, you're able to make those decisions because you know where it's coming from. You've accepted where it's coming from. And that knowledge and acceptance is enough for you to move with the confidence necessary. The third reason why it's important to know yourself is because it allows you to make decisions with more clarity. So I spoke on certainty of you knowing who you are and knowing what you are. But in that knowing and in the certainty, there's also a level of clarity because you see yourself for who you are and you're able to filter through because you've done the work, you've been honest, you've been vulnerable and you've shown self-love. Your roots are so deep that it becomes that much easier for you to see what doesn't look like you, you know, because when your roots are deep in the soil, let's just say, because since roots are like plant things, when your roots are deep in the soil, you're tapping into water at the bottom, right? And you're tapping, and because you're so deep, you're getting that water at such a high level that if something that's not water comes, your roots are so used to what, um, or so aware of what it needs that anything that doesn't look like that will be easily filtered out because you're so deep in it. Like if you're, roots are not deep. Let's just keep on this. If your roots are not deep and they can be removed and planted in anything, you don't yet have the understanding of what you truly need and what nourishes you because you're just kind of trying to feel your way. But when roots get deep, they, they dig down and they dig out. So they just take up so much more space so that even if you see a tree that's standing just in on the ground, you don't, if you were to get like a slice version and to be able to see under, you'd see how much more expansive it is. And when you're more expansive and you know what, you, who you are and what you are and whose you are, you're able to really filter out what doesn't look like that because you've done the works work and those roots are so deep that 
not, not just anything can come and get in your way because you'll know what's trespassing and you'll know what your boundaries are. You'll know who you are. And those things will be so glaring. And that will help you in your certainty because it will help you to be able to justify and understand why you're making a decision. Because, you know, it's one thing to say, I feel strongly about this. And it's a whole nother thing to say, I feel strongly about this because, because many of us do feel strongly and have these deep convictions about things. But when we're asked to truly break down why we feel like that, the words and the justification become so much more difficult to come to. So knowing and accepting yourself helps you get to that place of clarity where you are filtering out everything much easier, much smoother. And the last and final way or the final reason why it's important to know and accept yourself is that, is that it helps quicken your journey back to peace in a state of difficult situations. So knowing and accepting yourself doesn't mean that every decision you make is going to be easy. I don't think any journey in life that promises you an easy an easy journey is is honest. I think life is going to be lived. There's going to be ups and downs. This is the reality. Buckle in because you're <laughs> you're about to go through it. That's just that's just the truth, right? But when you know and accept yourself when these situations happen that are difficult, that are that are tough, that are hard to deal with, because of the fact that you know yourself and you've accept your, accepted yourself, you already kind of have the tools in place to help quicken your journey back to peace because peace is always where we're trying to get to, right? We always want to be at peace with our situations, at peace with the people around us and just a state of peace, you know? And because of the fact that you know yourself, you in that self-discovery and in that self-acceptance and knowing what you're actually doing is you're building mechanisms, coping mechanisms, um, and different types of skills that will come in handy in the future. So if you're someone who goes through something and it's, it's a difficult time, the fact that you're so deeply rooted and you understand yourself, you, it'll, it'll be easier for you to get to that place of, yes, this was a tough this was a tough situation. I made a decision because this is what I felt like and this is the outcome. At the end of the day, that decision was mine. I made it because that's what I believed in and it didn't turn out the way I had hoped it would. But because of the fact that I made that decision myself, I can now give myself the grace and the kindness to help heal myself and get back to that place of peace. And the reason why it also quickens your state back to peace is because you understand your powers, you understand your limits and you understand your abilities. So when you do everything that's in your power and you do everything that you're able to do and you realize that the outcome was outside of your abilities or your powers, you understand your limits and those limits that you understand about yourself help you to get to a place of peace because you understand that that was outside of your hands. And even if you had done a, B, and C differently, it may have not changed the outcome because the outcome was outside of your hands, you know? So then you're able to be at peace or return back to that place of peace through self-love and through the knowledge that you've built. So I really hope that this helps you and gives you some perspective. As I said, I'm going to be leaving the link to 
Dr. Miles Monroe's video or sermon in the show notes so that you guys can look through, um, listen to it, listen to a piece of it and really understand where this came from and maybe even receive some insight from somebody who is well-versed and well understanding of this topic as well. So with that being said, I'm going to get into the words to live by for this week, which are, is this what I want? And I think this is a question that we really need to use as a tool to help us get to that place of self-knowledge and self-acceptance because it's a tool that will help us drown out all the noise and opinions and help us to hone in on ourselves. Because in the midst of doing whatever it is we're required to do, whatever it is we need to do and what we want to do, if we take a step back and say, is this what I want? It'll give you that moment to really decipher and decide and really see if the direction you're on is based on yourself or based on the opinions of others. And with the knowledge that you gain from asking yourself this question, then you can move accordingly to whatever you believe to be true or whatever you think is best for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing week.